Sell the team! Anything I can sell the team? You want to not come to any more games? Why? That's rude. It's an opinion. Uh, no, it's not an opinion. And you know what? Enjoy watching them on TV. Him. Him. Black. Bring up yeah. Him. Hold him for Kevin. Hold him for Kevin. Hold him for Kevin. Should I go ahead and take this live? You and me tonight. Who we missing? Harper. Oh, hopping at Ethan's hopping on in a couple minutes. I'll add you. Add you. How about those clippers? Add you. Ooh. Is it you and me tonight? Uh. No? Still not feeling it? I don't know that song. Yeah. I just made it up. Oh, okay. yeah. this is like people That's... singing songs by wings that don't exist. Hey, Ethan, is that the new Dunked On logo? Or is that is that an old school can't, one? Can't hear us. Oh. Okay, now I got it. It's on fast track. There we go. Boom, boom, boom. Bada bing. Okay. What's up, buddy? Oh, we got hey, Ethan's. Hey, hey. We have Ethan's article we can talk about as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. Subscribe to The Athletic. Uh, Golden <laughs> State Warriors. Very oh. nice article. A very, uh, very strange uh, non-practice yesterday where it's just Kerr giving a press conference based on lip readers catching him, uh, <laughs> expressing himself honestly. All right. All right. Hold are we, are we live? Uh, are we live? And I don't yeah, want to be – I don't want to be seen. I don't like being seen. I'm like half leaning on my couch. I mean I know I look good, Jade. I mean I don't <laughs> – It's fine. I just want to be seen. <laughs> I've got one of those propeller hats on right now. Mm, regular Woody Page. Look at all, look at Waz. He's sharp today. Yeah, yeah. super sharp. <laughs> <laughs> What's up in your eyes, Waz? We got a big Caberstro up there. I love it. Super sharp. No coffee, no tea. God, I dude. woke up an hour early because I thought we were going at nine. Wait, and then why, I why? Why no coffee? Make some. Um, because I don't know how to use the espresso maker in here. <laughs> so oh, I, Jesus, God. I usually just go to McDonald's. Oh my goodness! Get, oh, get, get an eighty-year-old woman? What are you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> do you get the senior discount? Allie's, <laughs> what Allie's what, grandma what does being a woman have to do with it? Because Allie's grandma goes to McDonald's every morning. That's my only that's, association. That's what I like about it. There's newspapers hanging out. People are actually like hanging out in McDonald's. It's like a community. I, you know. I agree. I love morning time McDonald's. I love it. It's right. Great. There's nothing. There's nothing male or female about it. But I instantly went to Allie's grandmother goes to McDonald's, or at least when her health was better, would go to McDonald's every morning. I do like that. It's a little community. It does yes. sound kind of cool. Maybe yeah. they're right. They are right. They are in, right. Uh, in Jacksboro, Tennessee. I wrote. 
at the McDonald's in Jacksboro, Tennessee by the Walmart. Um, I went there every morning to write a book about for insider profiles, ESPN insider profiles, every player in the, like for eight different NBA teams, I had to write like a thousand words on each player. And so it ended up being a book that I wrote at the McDonald's in Jacksboro, Tennessee. And the <laughs> same people were there every morning at the same exact time. And it was social hour. It was, they, they sat there and they hung out for like, you know, two hours. And I was there all day. See, if you're looking at me like, who's this is Hardy's. Do four, go ahead and press play. We should be oh, doing yeah. more of that, or less. Oh, we're live? Yeah, we're live. We, we just went live for the McDonald's. We, we just went dark, apparently, at Ethan's. Yeah. So in, in Richmond, uh, the morning spot for the old folks is Hardy's. Mm. So you go for Hardy's for the biscuits and the coffee, apparently. Nice. Is, is, is the Hardee's uh, – because they used to be a chicken spot. Like back when I grew up, um, Hardee's was more known for their chicken. Is it well, now? they had – they did burgers and then they did chicken as well. And the chicken was decent, but the burgers were, were pretty good. Hardee's like Carl's Jr. Burger. It's like Carl's Jr. I, I don't Jr. know where the for, transition for is there. I just thought yeah. someone would fill it in. Speaking of burger, here's the meat. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> hey. Beef. Speaking of beef. Oh, beef. there you go. Mm. Last night, did you guys catch uh, Russell Westbrook's feud with the fan? Feud with the fan. I did. I tried to stay out of those things because they they just so rapidly evolve from this is the case, then that is the case, then his tweets say this. No, that's a fake tweet. Or that's is fake. it a real yeah. tweet? It, it, it's just if you just if you stand aside and just watch it all blow past. I'll fuck him up. He said it's yeah. I promise you, we are I swear to God, I swear to God, I'll fuck you up. You and your wife, I'll fuck you up. Young man and his wife in the stands told me uh, to get in on my knees like he used to. And for me, that's just completely disrespectful uh, to me. Um, I think it's racial. Um, I think it's just inappropriate in a sense of um, there's no protection for the players. He's got to be a professional. I mean, it, it, she was sitting down the entire time. Me and him were just, it was actually we kind of having fun, to be honest. At least you thought you were having fun? <laughs> yeah, he was smiling at one point, and there, I mean, there was a lot of people because it was when, you know, Joe would come by and poke Paul George in the eye, and, and then Joe goes over and apologizes immediately russ is just f-bombing and carrying on acting a fool down here and everybody's getting on him and he had he had i guess heat i thought it was ice i just told him i'm like just sit down and ice your knees bro and he turned to me and he's like that's heat that's heat and i'm like well you're gonna need it and then it turned into not safe for work yo Ethan's got that cool effect on. I love it. It is. Yeah, got blur. You can do I put that. The blur. I, I tried do the blur. it. I got to do the blur too. How do I blur. do that? Let's all do your it. Settings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's right oh, on the blur little, my uh, background. That's, well, that's what we call. You know what we call that? A little tilt shift. A little tilt Man, shift. Get, or or when I get baked. What's up? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I, this is top five things I've done that made Jade happy. 
This I right love here, it. This is beautiful. Now, just think, this angle, kind of get off of that window a little because I can't. Wait, wait, no, wait no, is just, it too bright? What do you, what well, do you no, want? No, because okay. when you move your head, uh -huh. your blurred. screen gets dark. So we need to get as much of that window out of the frame. Yeah. So yeah. I can't. This? Oh. Yep. There you go. Oh, there we go. There we go. There we go. Hey, what's up, now guys? Almost got backlighting. Oh it's yeah. Very professional. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't do, do it on mine. How do I do, do you, this? Do you do if this in Skype? Your, or, yeah, yeah, you, you do, do this. You click on your name, settings. you see your name with the drop-down menu. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Audio video settings. Great, great, great. We've got a little bit of a blur effect in the background. Okay. okay. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> Ray Ritter, baby. Ray Ritter. Uh, Ray Ritter yesterday. Uh, yeah, no warriors available. No, 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 no. But maybe we could get you down to a charity <laughs> event in San Leandro where <laughs> Jared Collins is handing out toys for children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can maybe get you down there. Mm -hmm. Great, great, great. Good, good, good. <laughs> I like That's watching great. Tom figure this out. Yeah. All right, I let's can't. talk about this crazy yeah. fan. Please. Yeah, so, Tom can so, come up with any brilliant, like, medical idea to explore with the NBA, but he can't blur his background on Skype. Can't do it. I, I can't do it either. Oh, wait, before we begin. <laughs> Before we begin, subscribe to the Friday Mailbag on its own feed. If you're out there, do that, please. And also, our big news is not going to be big news today. It's going to be next week, big news. So Instead, you can watch the big number tomorrow. Yeah, I'm going to be in Australia next week, Jade. God damn it. Are you going to have Skype? Does Australia have Skype? They do have internet, yeah. <laughs> but it's going to be like be 3 midnight. in the morning. I'm glad I know it's gonna, I know that it's going to be a crazy time difference and I'm going to I'm going to be a trooper. Wait, I'm how long, how when long traveling abroad, man, you can never really count on anything working right. out in your favor. Uh, internet wise. I'll be at my yep. I'll be at my sister's place for most of it, so You're I should be okay. For 2 Nick. weeks? Uh, I'll be gone, yeah, 2 weeks. Nice. Yeah, I can't go there for a week. You just can't no. do it. You gotta go for I'm, I'm in Australia right now, or at, or at least American Australia. It's uh, Naples, Florida. So um, yeah, that's what they call it, American Australia. Ooh. A little spring, <laughs> little spring training. You know, a little, little spring training, maybe. Oh, bow socks, guys! Mm -hmm. I still can't for it, figure out the whole blurring thing. Me neither. Right, Tom, Tom, Tom you see, you're in Skype, right? Yes. You see your your window. It says Tom Haverstrow with the little arrow down. No, I don't see that. No. All right. Well, no, hover just... over your window with the mouse. Or and just go to audio Tom video Haverstow. settings, Tom. My audio video settings. So I'm looking at like the little uh, snout. It should be right under your bolt where you thing. see yourself. You see There's yourself. nothing there. There's nothing there. I, I don't think we're on the same Skype. That's, we don't I have the same. You guys oh, you have got updated. I got, Skype. I got Skype 8.40.0.86. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. Do, do, do um, the people whatever. like we'll this? We'll do it another time. Do, is it me or is this whole Westbrook thing just perfect talk radio fodder? That it's just – you get, you get callers calling in. You get them arguing. It just seems it's made for that, basically. Everybody brings their – whenever one of these things happens, everybody brings their baggage to it and hurls the baggage at one another when we don't have complete information. We don't have we don't have the entire interaction. We just have the I end just, of it. And I, just I don't know three why hours. the tweets are relevant. I just yeah. – I did like it doesn't matter. Like to me, it's, it's of a piece with – Awful fan behavior. We romanticize the fans' stupid <laughs> behavior because us, media-wise, we think well, that it's in our best benefit to kiss was, the ass of these people. Was, you know, fan, 
fan is short for fanatic, so it's okay. Mm. No, and mm. that's just stupid. It's like it's like no, we need to promote the people that are dre- dress their body in blue because somehow that makes more money. It's bullshit. Well, is heckling is, is heckling on the way out? Can I throw that out there? Is heckling on the way out because it's hard to get fans to say to fans you can heckle and knock back a few and then know that there is just this fine line where it goes from one thing to the other thing. It's not a hard thing to keep track of though, Ethan. For, like a, that's- for a drunk, for a drunk fan, it's look, they're going to transgress. Ethan, so w- once you have the cultural norm of heckling, you're going to have stuff like this. And maybe sometimes they won't transgress, but it's loud and it will be taken one way, even if it's the other way. And you'll have situations Ethan, like this. Ethan, are we, what, are is we this guy's name? what is this guy's name? I have no idea what his name is. It's mad it's like fan. Tennessee Williams or something. Uh, he was it's right, Tennessee dude. Williams, right? That's what it is. Tennessee. You didn't. Like, you didn't get my player. point here. But the the I don't think heckling is going to go away until they're not become overnight celebrities. Well, so right. Yeah. Fifteen like, minutes. Why of fame. is this guy treated like a streaker? Streakers aren't yeah. hurting anybody. Well, he, this yeah. guy is being a dick, and he gets an interview, and you know all this other stuff. He's going to be yeah. on Will Kane's show or Tucker oh. Carlson or something. You know, like. Oh. Mm. Dave, here's the issue: is that is that the whole security system in the NBA arena is flawed, like complete. Like, here's Absolutely. what happened. Here's the fallout of last night. Well, one, this guy was shamed publicly, right? So there's sure. yeah. there's some punishment there. But five fans got like basically report cards from <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. from the arena and were allowed to go back to their seats. Now, I'm not saying all those fans need to be kicked out or anything. They got yellow cards. It, they got yellow cards, right? Exactly. But here, like, there is no punishment. For that like they didn't right. get punished the jazz are going to do an investigation the nba will do an investigation and all right maybe do we know what, what did, do we know future? what those like, we, we have a sense of what this guy did what westbrook says he did but what about the other fans what were the other fans doing oh that's a great question no one said anything yeah so how, can, wait, wait, so wait, how can we say it's flawed if we don't know what they were doing i, I mean it seems cumbersome it's flawed just, because we know what this fan did I just don't know how we're going to really fix this. There is a way of dealing with this generally, which is you have your team security. The superstar goes over to team security. He points and he says, deal with that guy. He's going over the line and it becomes something for whoever the Ralph Walker of that team is uh, to handle. Now, you know how it gets handled at that point. I'm not sure there might be some leeway. Generally, you want your team security to have a good op. Anybody who does team security when they go into a new arena generally is having conversations with everybody who's in charge of that security and knowing who to talk to and how to get people out. Um, That seems like a pretty good system. I just don't think it ever prevents the thing from happening in the first place. But it seems like there is something in place to generally deal with it if people are being competent. Well, well, let's let's let's. Zoom out a little bit here because I don't think this is uh, just about the incident last night. I think it's about Utah. Russell Westbrook had made a speech last night in the locker room to suggest that this isn't about an isolated event. He has had trouble with fans in Utah for a long time. Was continue. Here's my thing. (laughs) How often have any of you guys been drunk enough to invite a stranger to your penis? Like, I hate that's, it. I, that's I my always thing. hate heckling. Like, that's today? my thing. That's my thing. That's my thing about the heckling. It's like, we get it. When the Lakers come to town, you can tell Brandon Ingram, LeBron's trying to trade. Like, yes, we get that. But once you get into the, yo, LeBron, we think we know what your mom did with one of your teammates. Right. Like, we don't need to do that. And honestly, Ethan, the reason why we excuse it 
I see it as of a piece with David Stern coming in and saying, pick your pants up. Our customers are white. They see themselves as paying customers. They feel entitled to certain things. They don't want to see you look in a certain way. It's all of a piece to me, the way we treat the fans. And it's basically just excuse for white male behavior, bad white male behavior. That's all it is. And I understand we're capitalists and this is a fucking business and we should be trying to get as much money as possible out of the suckers. But at what cost? (laughs) As much money as possible out of the suckers. That's the goal. That's the whole goal of the business. Like milk these these cows dry. That's That's what it is. That's why we can't deal with fans as if they're adults. We would never be like, yo, you're going to some crazy fancy restaurant and you're paying $80 for a steak. You get to berate the waiter. (laughs) (laughs) Like you get to just tell the waiter, hey, suck a dick. You didn't come here fast enough. Like it's like we don't accept this shit anywhere else. I don't (laughs) understand why we have to coddle these people. I don't (laughs) understand why it's like yelling at your waiter. Delonte West had sex with your mom. (laughs) That's probably true. That's probably true. It's 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 just crazy to me the level that we go to to coddle the fans because it's a bunch of black dudes and they're white people. That's literally it. That is it. Especially with the fact that it's not like that seat won't be filled the next game, right? And by the way, by the way, it's part of the conversation that Ethan's having, Rosillo's having about, hey, maybe we're taking player empowerment too far. Because guess who's not going to like it? The fans, the customers. They're not. It's like these people can't hold two thoughts at one time. KB. People generally, people generally can't. But um, <laughs> I, 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 counterpoint. I, I just don't. I don't see it. I don't necessarily see what you guys are talking about. Like, is anybody? If if this guy said what he said in the way Westbrook says he said it, are are there a lot of people defending him? I look. I just saw more people shitting on shitting on fans to do as they should. I mean, this is even if it is somewhat socially acceptable, like. Well, it says are socially accepted. I shouldn't say it's acceptable. We've socially socialized accepted. fans to that, be that, that you yell that you yell terrible things it's at players on the court. Um, I still don't see a lot of defense of it when somebody gets uh, gets held up and uh, gets publicly shamed. I, I saw the public shaming. I saw this public shaming of uh, of the guy for doing. Well, this. that's because you follow a bunch of blue checks, Ethan. <laughs> that's that's why. That's why you saw a bunch of public shaming. But if you think the rank and file Utah fan thinks this guy was completely out of line, you're wrong. Okay. The rank and file Utah fan is no. Yeah, I don't is, have any. I know, this is what we do here. This is how yeah. we behave I at, think, at games. I think to to Tom's point about the whole Utah conversation, like, look, I spent two seasons there. I was in I was in the crowd where they sit you, but I wasn't close to the court. So in terms of the area I sat in, I didn't hear this kind of stuff. But I'm not near the court, and I can say that I've had enough players coming through there, whether it's players on the Cavs, the Timberwolves, the Grizzlies. The, the Thunder, whatever, there are enough players, enough coaches, enough media from the outside that come through here or come through Salt Lake City and say, yo, this happens a lot to where it's a problem. Whether Jazz fans want to admit it or not, it doesn't mean your fan base is racist, right? But there that's are a, more... By the way, wait, wait, hold on, Wes, hold on, hold on, Wes, hold on, Wes. Why do we hold even on, have Wes. to go to racism? Right. Just be better, bro. I, I, by the way, I agree, I agree. By the way, without... 
without knowing completely just based on what the fan said. And I felt he was lying about some of what he said. And based on what Westbrook said, I strongly suspected that what was going on when you were talking about knees and knee pads and all that was something that was maybe homophobic and not necessarily, not yeah, necessarily. I can't actually, prove it, but that, that was my, that was just my first impression based off the, uh, the two accounts. But can the, we do a segment called ask a black man? Cause I have a question for was sure. Uh, all right. Um, Russ said wait, 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 that it was racist. Let me get the music. Oh. Oh. Do we have music? <laughs> oh, God. I hope, I hope it's just 70s porn music. I really do. And go. It's right. Benny Hill. It's the theme song, The Shaft. For, for this, week's, <laughs> this week's Ask a Black Man uh, was Russ said that he thought it was a racial comment. I didn't understand how it could be racial. I thought, like, yeah, homophobic, absolutely. Okay. But racial, I didn't understand. But I also... It's, I it's it tone. Homophobic. It's a matter of tone. Okay. It's a matter of... That dude knows he's a white man talking to a black man, and he knows that I know he's white, right? And so the tone is implicit. It's hard to explain this because it's not something tangible that I can show you and prove to you. Yeah. But there's just a certain tone when you are a black man and a white man who is a stranger who you don't know feels like he has the right to talk to you, take a certain tone with you. And you're like, man, I find it hard to believe that he would do this with Gordon Hayward before he left the team for other white people <laughs> in Boston. You know what I'm saying? Like, they would I'm, never. They would never watch. It's just, it's just what Russ is talking about. It's a feeling that you get. That's which, perfect. again, now you're asking NBA fans, people who have been socialized to treat these dudes like zoo animals, to take into account the weight of American racism. Again, that's probably too much, right? That's why it's like... Fuck the racism angle. It doesn't matter. Why are you inviting a dude to your penis? 100%. Like, I, I, I just like the idea of he says, no, I wasn't being racist. It was gay bashing. I swear. Right. <laughs> I was just homophobic. What's it like? What's the big Which deal? Which would be totally fine in Utah. Nobody would care. Yes. Um, well, okay. So if Utah, actually, if Utah well, has well, a Well, actually, specific- Dave, the uh, – Clear it up. The church, the Church of Latter Day Saints, has uh, has been pretty gay friendly for the last thirty years. So uh, that's yeah. true. Well, right now, okay, they so, stopped hating black people. So, 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 uh, Utah, that will actually felt awful. While we're on what the subject of religion that. bashing, the uh, same church, the same state, who only about 30, 40 years ago were teaching people that black people were dark skinned because we were cursed with the mark of Cain. That's right. Fast. Was just ruined my uh, Church of Latter Day Saints ad read. But I know I think let's let's take a look at this because well, this is a problem that's specific to Utah. It's a little bit interesting. People might say, well, Utah, you know, there are a lot of white people in the crowd. Well, that's a lot of crowds. That's a lot that's of cities. Crowd, <clears throat> so, so, um, I, I just wonder, is it because of the construction of the stadium, it's vertical, they're on top of the court? You know, is it is that the issue? Are we making something about Utah where we would be having maybe the same problem in, I don't know, Oklahoma City, Minneapolis, if that was just the construction? Are, are, are the fans there too close to the court and that's part of what's happening? Here's my question. Here's my question. Is Did the Sorry. Thunder fans who took exception – with what was said to Russell Westbrook last night, take exception to what was being said to Kevin Durant when he returned to Oklahoma City. Oh no, no, no! That was a crazy scene. I was, I was there for that. That was, yeah, that was and then of course we have the creme de la creme of bad fan behavior: LeBron going back to Cleveland, right, and them throwing batteries at these homies. 
That was like, the craziest. That like, was, you, you know, that was, like, they had a sign in the Cleveland crowd. Your father left you. Is that why you left us? That was in the crowd. Like, no, it was like father, like son. Yeah. yeah. Like, like son. That, uh, how is <laughs> Come on. And that, man. and that, and that was, they, they held that up with security looking on and being like, yep, that's okay. That's fine. Like, it's, that's it's fine. A, you know what? Sports that's okay. fandom, it's part of the whole, you know, theatrics of the whole, it's part of the experience. And but, party politics are the only like partisan stuff that we still accept. Like the only forms of tribalism that we're like, oh, this is totally normal. And, well, and, again, it's just and again, there's an idea out there and people who I love and respect like Sam and Fendi are like, yo, this is part of the cost of doing business. Right. And my thing is, like, I know we want to make basketball bigger. I know we want it to be more broad. I know selfishly we want to make more money off of it. But at what cost? Right. Like, I personally think the culture around football is disgusting. Yeah, they make the most money. They're the biggest sport. But you feel nasty watching football. And this is part and this is part of the reason, man. Like part of the reason is how they treat these dudes. How everybody, the cult, and that goes from management onto the fans, their attitudes toward players. It's just acceptable that these guys are disposable. They're not human beings anyway. I, I, think, I think also there's a there's a bit of uh, entitlement here because this guy, I'm guessing, I don't know if this is part of his uh, his complaint, is I paid my hard-earned money to get these seats, and this yeah. is how I'm treated? And I yeah. feel like that's part of this is like these the, – it's hard to police this because often the people who are closest are the ones who are dropping the most money. And therefore the teams are like, yeah, do we really want to antagonize our season ticket holders that pay thousands of dollars to get these close seats? And that's where it gets a little bit more complicated because the, the business aspect is we don't want to make, this is, this is why I'm saying what I said at the beginning. We might just need a social norm of maybe heckling has got to go. I just don't, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, that's what? weak. I think heckling, I, I, I think heckling, heckling is, is fine, fine, man. It's just that like, it's fun. Up Who to is going to, point. It, like it, being it just seems like it's angry going, is just not fun. Like, so that's what we need people to yeah, but heckling is mean and angry. Uh, generally, really. no, some of it's in good natured fun. In, it's fine. Like it's way. hard. It, it's hard to parse. Like shouting "you're a bum" is okay versus when it gets a little bit worse. And I mean, then you can say, like, "Hey, like, Russ, like, you're trash," but not say, college, "Hey, get off your when knees." Those fans like, in college who talking things. about JJ Reddick's sister and talking about herpes and all of that. Like, is 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 that on the line? That's you understand? Like, beyond, what, that's past the line, right? What are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> we have to move <laughs> like, to tennis rules. You can't can't do anything but clap. Again, After the play is over. my problem is, again, we've socialized fans to think this is what they're supposed to be doing. This is what we show on Sports Center. Was, you're not a real fan if you're not telling them to suck your dick. Like, that's not like that's just how it is. And by the way, you're 100 <clears> percent <throat> a real American when you just straight up can walk around public and not think about the subtext of the fucking country that you live in, bro. Sporting like, events that aren't golf and just yell vile. That they, they just get all their their warlike catharsis out. Honestly, that's Ethan, it. we should have more of this in golf. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. Golf doesn't have enough, and these other sports have too much. They have too much. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Jade, are you with me that this this fan had no chill? No <laughs> chill, Zach. <laughs> It happens to be uh, Gilbert Arenas' podcast, what? too. Uh, raw, unfiltered, and unpredictable. Every episode, one hour long, people. 
Uh, he's the most dynamic, one of the most dynamic personalities in the NBA. Gilbert Arenas is an all-star, all-NBA, all-opinion, and always with uh, no chill. I added the uh. He's made a name for himself lighting up scoreboards. I'll add the laughter. Okay, guys. And now he's continuing to light it up with Kevin Durant, Nick Young, Matt Barnes, Ice Cube, and many more top guests coming soon, including Big Wass. I added that. Yeah, right. Every episode, Gil shares his unique perspective perspective on the game, who's playing it, the personalities involved, and everything in between. You never know what they're going to say next. Gilbert has the most points in the Staples Center by oh. a visiting player. I love this line. It's so random. Co-host and producer Mike Baricello is Gil's wingman. Uh, co-host Mike Baricello has worked with the NBA circuit for over a decade. Gil and Mike dig in on hot topics, trends, and burning questions. New episodes. Jay, that's a problematic pronunciation right there. Every Monday. Is it? Is it? I'm is Italian, it was. I'm Italian. The, oh, the anti-Italian um, defamation league will come after you, though, man. I thought Jay matter. was Irish. I okay, thought I'm Jay sorry. Co-host and producer Mike Botticello is Gil's wingman. Co-host <laughs> yeah. Mike Botticello has worked on the NBA circuit for over a decade. Gil and Mike dig in on hot topics. Be quiet. Trends and burning questions. New episodes drop every Monday, a day early on Himalaya, where you can get your podcast there. Available everywhere you get your podcast. Listen a day early on Himalaya. No chill. Man, I could swear Jabe was an Irishman, but Jade uh, is we, Irish. He's French Canadian. He's Italian. He's Dominican. Dominican. Are we being blue check bubble uh, support the player too much because nobody has said maybe Russell Westbrook shouldn't have threatened to beat up a woman? Maybe. Yeah. People are saying everyone's that. saying that. I'm everyone's saying, saying don't threaten a woman. I'm saying us. I'm saying us specifically, not 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 everybody. Us, I didn't think that needed to be addressed. Of course yeah. you don't threaten the woman. Right. What? He was wrong for insinuating that he would beat both of them up at the same time. I was like, wait a second. Well, we can't pretend like it wasn't funny. Wait, it, I, be, thought, because- I, I thought the I thought the the fan was lying throughout his entire explanation. Do you think he lied about his wife's height and weight? Uh, oh, yeah, definitely. So. He's smart <laughs> at all. He's definitely. five foot, 110 pounds. Come on. Don't want it when you're lying. You never want to tell specifics, though. I think that's okay. This is, you know, I was talking about Too this. much detail. The name drop, but I was talking about this with Steve Curry yesterday. I was talking about, Ooh, I was saying to him that, way. dude, after, after, the, uh, after he gave a statement getting lip read, talking about Draymond, I started talking with him and I'm just, dude, you messed up, man. You should have just lied. And he's saying, really? I, I mean, it's just, I guess it's not in his nature to tell an extravagant lie. And we, we were going through some of the names or some of the things he could have said. Maybe you could have said, I'm so fucking sick of this Drake song shit. If there was a Drake song playing at the timeout. <laughs> I, 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 or Raymond, of course, Raymond Ritter. Maybe Raymond Ritter was bothering him with another a, a quarter end uh, interview with, with whatever this, broadcast. Yeah. This but no, I think in the end, my advice to him is my advice to all liars out there. Not that I ever lie. Keep it as vague as possible. Then when you're questioned, you can work backward. You do not want to get tripped up, giving out a bunch of specifics uh, that can be used against you. Right. I think that's exactly I, right. Kerr just should have said, no, nah, that's not what I was saying. And then somebody asked, he's like, look, we were talking strategy on the bench. I don't, I don't really talk about that stuff. So anyway. Peace. Yeah, I, I think yeah. downplay it, minimize it, move on. Yeah. What happened what, before uh, that that triggered him to to allegedly say that on the court? 
uh, as in the how the Warriors were playing and whatnot. Um, well, Draymond was was yelling at the refs, and so maybe that was getting on Steve's nerves. He was getting really into it, and I think Kerr expressed yesterday that the Warriors are talking a little too much to the refs, so it might have played into all of all of that, but it was just, it was funny after the game, Kerr was looking for, for Draymond. Draymond left immediately. He left, he went down the hallway, got out of Oracle. And then Steve's looking around and he's like, you see Draymond? He's in the locker room. Seemed like he had some damage control, but as to what happened specifically in that damage control, of course, Kerr would not indicate what they talked about, but yeah, it seemed to become an issue and a kind of issue that could never happen back in the day as recently as maybe five years ago. And now it's something you have to worry about as a coach, I guess that your private conversations on the bench are going to be lip read and then you'll have to answer for them. Yeah. But with golden state, this seems to be a theme right throughout the years. Uh, Draymond yelling at people on the bench, Draymond yelling at people in the locker room, <laughs> you know, like there's, there's always something happening on their side. Like KD straight up, not hanging out with people. <laughs> like, their bench is always just a, a, a hot spot for, for uh weird behavior. I guess you would say. Do, do you think Ethan, this is just, Hey, there are more cameras on the Warriors simply because they are the Warriors. And they're like, he mentioned this is like 1984, George Orwell, you know, the microscope is on them. Everything's being recorded. Do you think like this stuff happens for like if the Phoenix Suns, you know, had this happen to them, would it any, would it, would a, if the tree falls in the woods, would it, but no one's there to hear it. Like, I think this is a product that the Warriors simply get more of this stuff caught on tape because they're more on tape than any other team. I think yes and no. I think, I think it's both because there's more attention on the Warriors, but I also think that with the athletic accepted, of course, I think that our media out here in the Bay is a little bit soft. I think that, Mm. I, I think about some of the stuff that's going on here. I mean, KD had another weird press conference before this game that was just surly and just bizarre. And nobody it, it, we, it's it's like he has intimidated people and not even talking about it because people don't want what happened to me to happen to them. And you've got this strangeness where he's wrapping his face in towels like Sub-Zero and wandering away from the time. <laughs> I just, imagine even, if that was happening in New York. I mean, I'll, even, I'll put that to you guys. What imagine, happened to you? What do you mean what do you happened to what happened? Then what happened? What happened? He's a to cautionary you? tale, Zach. He name checked you and you said, what's <laughs> yeah. up? Like I, I got famous. I got I got more famous, but people don't want the discomfort oh, of getting more famous. That, that is way. soft. No, and also soft. that's why that's why I laughed. It's sunny out here. People ride around on segways. It's it's a different environment. But I, I think to myself that there's a lot of attention on the Warriors. But I when I hear Bob Myers on the radio talking about how hard it is, I think to myself, man, if this was New York with some of just the weird stuff that's happened, I feel like there would be so much yeah. more attention. The real sub-zero was the Warriors shooting against the Suns. Am I right? Oh, <laughs> oh. Uh, but but wait. Ethan, over. do you think what? that KD is responding to the Orwellian nature of covering this team so he's going to cover up his mouth? Maybe. I mean, it's hard to really explain whatever that one's about. I just wonder what would happen if it was the Knicks and they had a lot of attention on them and their superstar free agent was 30 feet from the timeout huddles a lot of the time, just standing by himself with towels wrapped around his face like a mummy. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe nobody would talk about it. <laughs> I mean, so you mean what we'll be doing two years from now? Yeah. And and this and this is the thing, too. Uh, it's not like KD is 
doing any favors for media members, right? Like, what is the incentive? If he's going to come out and be an asshole to everybody, what is the incentive for people not to come after him? I don't understand how that works. He gets to not play the play ball, and he still gets to get the coverage go his way. I don't understand how that can be the possibility. That's, somebody that's, why, that, we're soft. that's, why, we're, that's why we're soft. Well, that was the confusing thing to me during Ethan's whole experience there is that he's like, you guys ask me about this every day. I'm like, I know what these people are asking. Like, you can listen to on the SoundCloud. No one's asking him shit. Like, this idea... <laughs> This idea that he was getting hammered in the media about his free agency after Leave the mix trade, like none of that happened. Leave him alone. And, and Bay Area media and, is soft. And conversely, yeah. right? You have somebody like Carmelo Anthony who universally was just loved by the media out there. Mm-hmm. He was just nice to everybody. He was professional. He was courteous. And so people straight up didn't kill them, kill him as much. Mm-hmm. But he played ball with everybody. No matter what the situation was, all right, we stink. I got to come out, answer these questions, but still be courteous to everybody who's around me. So KD's not doing that on a winning team, on a team that, I don't know, is so clearly the best team in the league. He's not doing any of that where everything is basically falling in line for him. Yeah, well, I don't know. It's hard for me to imagine that this would work out a, the way it's working it's, out in New York. It's an interesting situation. I think there are two schools of thought on it. We probably talk too much, KD, but maybe we'll we'll talk about how there are two schools of thought. We talk about keeping two thoughts in your head at the same time and the difficulty. I think the number one, the number one thought, one shared by many of the fans. I don't know if it's most anymore, but many of the fans is, what do you want from him? He shows up. He gets you 26 efficiently every night. Is that turnaround jumper not unblockable? It's pretty unblockable. He, whatever you want to say about him and his attitude and how he treats the media and whatnot and the surliness, he comes in and he undeniably helps them win more games. Undeniably, with consistency, anything else is window dressing and you're making too much of it. The second school of thought would be, okay, I see that, but... If you're a leader on a team, you should probably try to make things easier. You should probably not in public be taking shots at your coach in a game in which you did not play well and the team got blown out by by 33. You shouldn't be drawing more negative attention to a team that generally thrives off of joy, generally thrives off of uh, positivity. You should, as a leader, be doing a better job. So I think those are the two lines of thought. And I'm probably somewhere in between. There are too know. many games. There are too many games. Exactly. <laughs> like, like they, the fact that they just lost at home to Phoenix and that's and we're talking about we're opening up with Russell Westbrook stuff. And it's like I feel like yeah. people would care about this KD thing um, if if there wasn't like just airtime to fill. Everyone's like, yeah, I don't think people really care about what they do on the court. Like KD is balling out. And yet like all of this warrior season has been just fast forward to the playoffs. Like, let's yeah. just get there. This doesn't and feel like weighty because like, they, what were they like four and six in the last 10 or something? There something was like a that. weird response to the press conference where KD was saying, Oh, don't we only care about the playoffs here? And I didn't under, I, I can't remember the exact phrasing, but it was said in such a way where I'm not sure what it was a rebuke to, but, but there is that feeling where everybody's just bored and they're getting on each other's nerves and yes. the media, media getting on the players' nerves. It's about players playing with the joy. Players. Playing with joy, right? Well, that, right. no, that was a different one. There's one. No, he did. There's one. There's one every night, and we've oh we've just stopped tra- <laughs> putting them just, all together. <laughs> yeah, we've just stopped transmitting it. We've we've you know got. You should ask him, Ethan. What? After every game now, you should be like, "What was your favorite moment of the game?" 
Oh. <laughs> Just see if you're going to listen some kind of joy out of them. I don't like asking questions in Scrum. Well, yeah, either. you don't talk to anybody there. I don't yeah. talk to anybody. Nobody. <laughs> nobody. Just I hate making it. it up. Just make it up. I just make and, it up. And by you the tell way, me what I, you can tell me what I made up, by the way, but I'm making stuff up. No, nobody can Ethan, tell you're making it up. It just happens to be exactly the same thing that Rich Kleiman said. <laughs> everybody. That would be funny if it, it's like a Scooby-Doo. Like I would have gotten away with it if you weren't for your for your meddling. I love kit. the idea of KD ripping your mask off and it's Rich Kleiman underneath. It's like, yeah, like you didn't deserve to be as correct as you were, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> you lucked into being correct. Process over results, guys. I had a whole rollout going. I was going to be a mogul. We were going to hint at the New York stuff with the move of 35 Media. You didn't deserve to know what you knew. By the way, full motherfucker came through. Fans are smart enough to know that even losing to Phoenix, it's hard to envision this team losing four times to anybody. Yeah. It's still tough. It's still like really it's hard. But like, can I paint this scenario for you? This would be this week's. I don't know, guys. Oh, yeah. no, let's, go. let's go. We're ready. We, we talk about we just talk about the game we want to see just for pure entertainment and spine tingliness. But they go down to one game for in Oklahoma City. That crowd. What is that going to be like if that happens? That is the scenario I think I want to see just for pure entertainment. And I wonder what we would get. I wonder what we get. I think I think we will have another incident in the playoffs where <laughs> the Warriors are facing yeah. elimination. Like I, I do. Yeah. I, I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna mess around until they have their their backs against the walls, and then they'll come to play. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, so I think, are you are you just suggesting what we saw in 2016? It's the it's the same. No, they were down two one. They 2016, they were they weren't just, they weren't messing around. They were getting their asses kicked. Yeah, that Thunder team was good. But right. <laughs> they were they were getting getting. But this is a apart. this is the Coke Zero version of that Thunder team. Like th- that team's not doing right. this. And also, this team is obviously better than the 2016 team, right? And there was like, no KD dynamic at that. That's right, what I'm right. saying. And so. You know, last year against Houston, like a lot of people, were like, well, they took them to the brink, and Houston just missed open shots. I'm like. Ah. I mean, did we really think Houston was going to win that series? Oh, like, in the second and in the second half, yeah, I think we thought that. I think most people would generally when you're down double digits in the third quarter. Generally, you, you, generally, yeah, generally, generally, generally the, the odds. Generally, are you don't have Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant on your team. <laughs> I mean, I've I've seen teams gack away. I mean, you could have said the same thing. Game six. 2011 Miami falling down at home against the Mavericks. Do you, we really think the heat are going to lose this yeah. series? But they, but they did. They did. You, fall, yeah. you fall down, you start choking when they're the expectations yeah. are on your side. It happens. I'm just saying I'll also, freely admit it. are starting to look uh, much Speaking closer of to rising to the occasion. Oh. Yes. Oh guys. Rising to the occasion shouldn't be a problem for you, but if it is, we got some help. You don't have to. You don't have to ignore your health anymore. You can. You can. Here's what you can do. If you're having trouble in the bedroom, don't be ashamed. Don't go to the doctor and risk further shame. Take care of it with Get Roman. Hit me with what's that link? GetRoman.com/slash/b2b. I know we have GetRoman.com/slash/ding. I know that if you want to support the daily ding. But any of those, any of those work because here's what you do. 
You're going to sign up for GetRoman.com. You're going to get to talk to an actual doctor. They're going to give you actual advice. They're going to they're going to prescribe medication for you that they will send to you in discreet, unmarked packaging. That way, that unmarked packaging helps your package. That's what's going to happen. Then I'll, you know what? Was was was. I, I I just was not expecting to hear my package mentioned during this ad read, but thank you very much for that. Yeah. So it's too often we ignore our health. We do guys. We just say rub some dirt on it and we get over it, but that's not always the case. That's all not always easy to do with erectile dysfunction. So go to getroman.com slash B2B, getroman.com slash ding, any of those links that we throw out there and you're going to get free. Uh, you're going to get good medical advice. You're going to get onboarding with a, with a doctor and you're going to get, the prescriptions you need to cure what ails you. Get Roman.com slash B2B. Boom. That was good. That was off the dome, Jade. I didn't even Boom. have the cops in front of me. <laughs> uh, all right. What else we got? We got some D'Antoni slander. Anybody interested in that? Antoni Wait, what, slander. What, that was a, from he who? had a great line. He had a great line. Uh, hey, can someone fill me in on this? Ask yes, what he please. thought of Warriors guard Stephen Curry mentioning Oakland has, quote, an opportunity to send a statement against the Rockets after it fell 115-111 on Sunday to the Phoenix Suns. Dan, Tony didn't hesitate. Yeah, well, they should have probably said it before the game. <laughs> 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 I'm sure Steve Kerr would be going, you know, they should have said it before and really made a statement. <laughs> so, not truly, really, I mean, you know, why wouldn't it be? I'd be surprised if they didn't feel that way. Was, was, the Rockets have a chance to sweep the season series. Ooh. Oh, God. Ooh. Too many games. What does that mean? Uh, <laughs> yeah, the Warriors get to the playoffs. The Warriors yes. used to dominate the Rockets in the uh, the pre KD era, probably because they cared more about the regular season. Yes. I, I think that's probably what yeah. it is. Ethan, you know what you said earlier? You said the that KD having KD helps you win more games. Mm -hmm. uh, since they added KD, they've been they've been winning fewer and fewer games in the regular season. <laughs> it's oh, wait, true. Hold on though, but with Ethan's article, which I retitled, I don't know, guys. <laughs> I, don't I think know. Where, where, where are you? Where I think are this you on this? More positive article uh, than an I don't know guy special. I was saying, look, to three Pete, it looks this ugly. Generally, yeah. we keep looking at these yep. signs of this means they're not going to do it versus this means they are going to do it. I'm not. I'm not exactly sure. I'm not exactly sure it's easy to tell because the three peating teams, if you look back at the Lakers of the Shaq and Kobe drama that cropped up in that three peat at the end of that three peat, if you look at the Bulls and the three peat where Dennis Robin was disappearing for days at a time, this is the only way it can go. The Warriors over the last five years, the Warriors, if you want to compare them to the lowly Suns. Um, when this regular season ends, the Warriors will have played 83 more games than the Suns played over the That's Steve Kerr stretch. That's stat, by the way. That's a big, big, That's a big number. And it's going to be more. It's going to Guys, be a it's going to be extra hundred. season. What if? <laughs> yes. What if? What, it's going to be a hundred. I just want to fast forward. Let's say they, they win this year. What's the four playoff? What's the four peat thing going to look like? You got to go back to the 60s with the, the 50s and 60s with Russell's Celtics. What do you think the drama was back then? League. And, pe and people think, well, you know, people breaking into Bill Russell's crib yeah, and taking yeah, a shit on his head. It's going to be like, back then, back then it was, he stole my pregame cigarettes. <laughs> Coach didn't bring enough beer for halftime, you know. Yeah. And and by the way, Jade, it's like Ethan said, right? People are always yeah. like, oh, they, they would be so motivated to do what's never been done before in 4P. It's like, will they really? Yeah. Like, after you 3P, it's kind of like. 
Like, I'm, here's what I think, Was. He, here's what he's I think. dribbling with both hands. He thinks he's better than me. Try to show me up. He's, uh, <laughs> here's what I think. I think the Warriors will be mo- more motivated to, to forepeat because KD won't be there. Yeah, I was going to say. Well, that will Draymond be there. Yo, by the way, I did get a kick out of Clay's comments, though. That was funny as hell. I love you. I love you. And I, I expect our crowd to be a little more into it, too. Like, I know it's not the playoffs, but... It is our last go around at Oracle. At least you can stand up or something. We make a good play, especially in the beginning. We need that energy, especially this time of the year. It's hard to conjure up energy every single night because you're looking forward to the playoffs and that run. So we expect our fans to kind of, you know, bring that from the jump. I was mad because Clay told me that in the locker room one-on-one, and then he just did the same thing to the press conference. I had this weird clay exclusive where he was taking shots at the fans, which by the way, I would only get more yelled at by these fans for, I don't know, concocting it, but the way he, the way he's coercing the players into ripping the fans. And then then clay comes to the podium. You got to do Ethan Strauss who come in here and just give his whole opinion on stuff. And, Make it seem like it's coming from me. It was interesting, though, because I was talking to him and I, I was saying I, I wanted thoughts of his for an article I was doing. And he said, hey, man, you can ask me about the game, too. I want to talk about the game. And so it's OK. We can we can we can do that. Generally, he does not want to talk about anything to anybody um, but he felt like he needed to say it. The thing is, I disagree. The crowd seemed pretty good that night, so I don't, I don't, I don't totally I also, agree. I don't think you need the crowd to beat the Suns at home. <laughs> <laughs> you well, barely, you I mean, barely need five players. Let well, alone the, the crowd. The, the conversation ended. By the way, the way the conversation ended too. Clay was shaking his head. He says, "Man, I've never lost to them in my in my whole career." And then he thinks a little bit. He's like. No way! No, I'm tripping. I I have lost to that. Wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then when he's on the podium, you can tell you looking up a basketball reference. He says, "We've beaten them 18 times in a row, man." <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Clay, uh, you're wrong there. You, you had won 18 straight, but they beat you. Uh, the times. over to basketballreference.com. Oh, and uh, you just uh, you go to you go to Rivalry Finder and you just plug in the two teams and. <laughs> Talk about Adam Silver um, saying he was shocked at how depressed his players are. Yeah, we got a lot of mileage out of that. Yeah, it was shocking. It was weird that he would admit it, but I appreciate it. Hashtag weird. Hashtag. By the way, it's a topic. me with the player movement. They got to stop with the bullshit. It was their idea to shorten the contracts (laughs) from seven to five years. Now you're mad the players are constantly leaving the teams. I I, I can't. Can it be both, though? Can it's it be both? Annoying. Can it be both though? Was that the owners screwed up and backfired the whole shortening of contracts, and it's fueling like anxiety by the players? Bro, they 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 were crying about Chris Webber's Sacramento contract. I remember that. I remember yep. that contract specifically yep. being a point of contention because Chris Webber's point of contention. Chris Webber's knees basically were chopped. Two years into this contract, and it's the biggest contract on the books. It's unmovable. It's all this stuff. And it's like, well, we can't ever have that again. So so then now it's like, well, God, we only get to have these plays for four years. It's like, pick a fucking side and stick to it. Stop crying every time you're too dumb to hand out smart contracts. Like it's it's not it's not nobody's fault but your own. That's why it's like when Adam Silver comes here, and I know it's his job to carry water for these dudes. 
but it's just annoying. Like, are we? Do they think we're just that dumb? Yes. I remember yes, when we had seven-year contracts. I Wait, remember it. And they are we talking it. about players being unhappy? We're we talking about owners being unhappy. What are we talking about? Is both because the because the one thing feeds into the other the constant yeah. turnover the constant free agency it's both the constant of Kyrie being like I didn't sign up to have media in my face every day it's like well, <laughs> well, you just made a movie well, you did you kind of did well you kind of did <laughs> a watch a watchable movie by the way although not because no. of him it was everybody else who, who made that no, watch we're not doing this Nick Nick Zach, Kroll, Zach, should we Nick have Kroll's a hilarious. lower like uh, standard for athlete movies. Should like should the grading yes. scale be like, hey, this was not a good movie, but by the standard of these are NBA players acting, it is a good movie. No, there's <laughs> <laughs> a, a reason. It's a studio movie. A right. studio is making this movie, so you can you can surround these these athletes with competent writers. Competent actors, competent director, competent producers. You can surround them with this to lift it up, right? He Got Game is a solid movie. It is a very solid movie. Ray Allen can't act for shit Terrible in that movie. But the movie <laughs> is good okay. because Spike Lee's good. He's good for Ray Allen. Like, he was good for playing that character, but he wasn't good. Like, Denzel's Rick good. Spike great. Lee's good. Rick Fox is an actor, though. Like, he's yeah. legitimately become an actor. Rick Fox is pretty fucking good in that movie. He is so believable in that character that he was playing, bro. Yeah. He took like in the in the in the show Dirt, which I think was an FX show, he gets, you know, entered by a champagne bottle in a in a oh. hot tub. He oh, sold wow. that. Motez wow. in the chat saying well, Chris uh, Chris Paul is an underrated NBA actor. Get out no, of here. That's a those good, are, good those That's a good you. joke, guys. If I joke. Chris, Chris Paul is the only player in the history of players to make a ton of nationally broadcast commercials and get less famous off of it. I feel like just <laughs> by seeing him, people forgot about him. God, those are terrible. Hey, but, uh, not to you know change the subject on Chris Paul, but uh, – Tales from the Sloan Conference last year, uh, last uh, weekend when I was there, George Carl said when he was playing, all they would talk about in the locker room was Days of Our Lives. Yeah, really popular show. That's like not they, what Jim Barnett. That, that, that's not. That's not. That's, a, that's not what Jim. Operas. That's not what Jim Barnett says that they uh, were talking about in the 1970s. <laughs> Whoa! What, what oh, did he say? What right. did he say they were talking about? Oh, yeah, I cannot. I cannot ruin. Warriors fans views of, of Jim Barnett as uh, their pristine <laughs> uncle. I cannot. I cannot. Uh, I have a rebuttal. I have a rebuttal, Ethan. You absolutely mm -hmm. can. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ethan, uh, I think it's time to change the subject. I think you need to not talk about this right now, you know, perhaps. Oh, by the way, we've got a local controversy where Danny LaRue. Yeah. Whoa. Danny LaRue with a la bomb. Oh, my God. In the page. The Athletic. Danny LaRue said it's time for Fitz to go. Time for Bob Fitzgerald, longtime Warriors play by play. Wow. Yeah, yeah. What's going time, on there? Time for him to get the old heave ho. Um, what's, it, the, what's the complaint? I thought he was a homer. Yeah, that's the complaint. I think. Mm, but mix. every fan, every every play by play guy is a homer. Um, no, not every. No, I don't. <laughs> not, not, every yeah, close, but, not everyone. But not, not to the extreme. One. Yeah. Well, here's the problem. Here's the problem. One. I have it on good authority that Bob Fitzgerald is told to be this kind of homer on mm. the broadcast. Sure. Mm -mm. So replacing him isn't going to solve that. Replacing him is just going to get another person to play that role. 
But two, a more charismatic brand of Homer. But yeah, you're right. saying they're, right. They're, that's the issue. Like a two. Tommy Heinsohn. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, I think that's kind of or or it, the dude from Cleveland, the Akron Hammer. Oh, oh Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> right, but but the play-by-play <laughs> guys is a different thing, right? Like it's it's much more difficult. Uh, Minnesota has great. I, I mean, feel, they're, they're I kind of homerish, but not feel, like to. Yeah, I, I would say this season, actually, they've been the most homerish I remember them being in the last five, six years, which is a little weird to me. But I think there's also been a lot of drama around the team. Right. So they've kind of entrenched themselves with certain storylines. Yeah, but yeah. they still they still do a pretty good job of not like lying during the replay. Yeah, I'm it's sorry. State, I've been listening to Rod Frazier for damn near 20 years now. When the Knicks are making jump shots, scoring, yeah. playing good defense, he's like, oh, look. They're playing good basketball. When they right. think, he's like, oh, this team sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, straight up. He's just telling is, you what's in front of him. Here's the, here's the media. Yeah, here's the concern with, with replacing Bob is that there there could even I like I don't think Bob Fitzgerald is very good at his job at this point, right? Like I think he's more character than actual play by play. But I would say the concern with replacing the Homer for a non-Homer, if that were to be the case, is I, I do think fans revolt because look what happened with Portland's team. I thought Mike and Mike, not the morning show, but the Mike Rice yeah. and whoever the other yeah. guy was. I can't remember his name. But I thought those guys were really not good. But Portland fans loved them. They were terrible. Them. They replaced oh, them with Kevin oh, Flavrin, It got so much the better. Best in the business, and the fan base doesn't really rock with the broadcast yet. Now, they still have to get used to it like because they're so used to this Mike and Mike situation. But – that could there could be legitimate backlash just in terms of how fans view a move. Yeah, like that. I don't know how the fans feel versus fans who don't know about any of that stuff feel. Right? They might just like sure. the Homer the Homerosity. So it's it, it's hard. But I can say as a viewer, my experience has been improved by a thousand. I would avoid Blazers games before they made that switch, and now I see them out. I think it's so huge for the way your team is remembered and the general feeling people get to have a level of panache to your to your production, right? See, I think it's in- this is the thing. I think even we like that shit. I like the the fans and well, I, how they're socialized like, to think this us against them mentality. Like, they love the homerism of Sean Elliott. They love it. You think they love NBC, it. You think there's nothing to NBA and NBC with the crescendo and the Marv Albert intro? Well, okay, but those are national games. Mm-hmm. They know when they get a national game, they know so that the- Dick Hearn meant a whole lot to me. I can say that, and I can say that I'm obviously not the only one to feel that way, that you had this professional who had his own style. That that bundled into all the memories of the Lakers, and it matters. And so, look, I'm not advocating one way or the other way. I hate Many all ways, the Texas broadcasts. I hate every single no, last one. No, of them. no, no. Dallas is really good. Derek Harper's good now. Derek Harper's been good. Mark Followell is excellent. Oh, <laughs> Derek Harper is not for me, bro. But, <laughs> so, are we just? We, so, but, 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 I, Thing. I have another thing. People were pushing back and saying that Danny should not have said what he said because a media member should not advocate for another media member to get fired. That's an interesting line of argument. I certainly wouldn't want other media members advocating for me to get fired, though they probably nice. were on I, radio. I think we've uh, said that before. I think yeah. we've, seen, we've seen that. Yeah, yeah, it probably happened on Bob Fitzgerald's radio show. But – I don't know if I buy that either. If we're if we if we say that players should get cut, you know, why is it okay for me to say, well, Quinn Cook is the guy you should but, uh, hang on? But get- nobody's advocating for any players to get cut. They're not like writing an open letter 
saying, hey, the Warriors should like you need to cut uh, Draymond Green because he's a distraction in the locker room and he's just not very good at basketball. That's a completely different thing, right? I mean, I I wrote that David Lee should get traded. I mean, is that similar? I I, I don't know. I, it's kind of. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, it's along the same lines, but it's not like, but it's not like he loses a check. Right. Right. That's just I, I think it's a his whole thing. life and family. No big deal. Right. <laughs> that happens all the time. Well, yeah. They get paid to play, you know, a, a they get paid game. billions of dollars. No, but honestly, and, and I've seen, cause I remember reading about this and being like, all right, guys, like this is such a hipster take. Like, Oh, my league past experience is ruined by the homerism. But then like, <laughs> It's true. I've come. I've started watching more League Pass. Yeah, and I'm just like, man, like with the sound on, like, yo, it's tough. It's tough. A lot of these places where they're just like, they're like complaining about the refs, like tallying, like, well, we only got this much of fouls, and and they got this. It's like, yo, what are you doing, bro? What are the democratizing of of the NBA League Pass, where like they're no longer in their bubble, the only like in their market. Yeah. So like now everyone's like, wait a minute, and, this and is how they way, really talk about their and, team. It's a way, national been, product. I've it's been, a local yes. product that's also a national product, and that is a tension that's hard to reconcile. By the way, I would love to see Adam Silver get involved and be like, guys, we got like normal people watching your games now. Like, can we <laughs> just like tone it down like a little bit? We get it. The fans love it. The fans but, want to be patted on their asses. But uh, like, can we like? Just tone it down just a little I, bit. You know what? You know what it is, though. I think this is what it is, and it's hard to really explain. But there is a difference between genuine, heartfelt homerism, and I'm a North Korean broadcaster, and I'm fearing for my life, and the fans can feel my disingenuous tone homerism. <laughs> do you wait? Do you think that that's what's happening? I'm not saying well, that's it's, what's it's happening. It's state-run media. I'm I'm not saying that's are, what's happening. Are but, you saying Joe Lacob has threatened the life and family of Bob Fitzgerald? <laughs> is that what light you're... years, baby? <laughs> <laughs> Look, efficiency increased twenty three percent after we threatened the employees' families. Uh, the, they, the stats, all the stats say. No, I'm saying that there is a heartfelt homerism of it's you and your friends, and you want your team to win, and you're filled with passion. And there's this other kind of disingenuous. I want to keep getting my checks. Homerism, and I think that the former can be annoying, but it's more well received than the latter. That's the claim I'm making. Uh, was speaking of Homer play-by-play play people, uh, Michael K on his radio show today is going to have James Dolan. Whoa! I'm sure this will go just <laughs> fantastically. Um, in his last, by the way, what I remember from his last Michael K talk or sit down or whatever was that he was like, listen, I hired, I hired, I, he literally said I hired Phil Jackson so that people could shut the hell up and stop blaming me for things. It's like, what? I gave the keys to Phil freaking Jackson. Okay. 11 rings, whatever you want to call it. I hired him specifically. Teflon. Yeah. Specifically yeah. as a human meat shield. So I'm sure we're gonna get stuff similar to that on this, man. James, James, are people throwing uh, meatballs at James? <laughs> Funny enough, Human Meat Show was Waz's uh, nickname in college. Ah. <laughs> Daryl Morey just tweeted out a poem, by the way. Just, oh, uh, I'm so sick of Daryl yeah, Morey and this. Yeah. I want to beat the Warriors, shit. Oh my god. His 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 act in the public is, you know, at Make first things. it was charming. 
Now it's just like, all right, we get it. You know how to play the game. This is how you you know that Daryl, that Daryl unfollowed was, was that otherwise it would have been just, Oh, I love the candor. (laughs) More poetry. I love the transparency. You know, he's not out here, you know, trying to say the company line. He's just, he's just being himself. Not since John Dunn's metaphysical, not, not since John Dunn's metaphysical poems. Have I seen such, uh, such rhyme and rhythm? Oh my God. It's incredible. I I still got love and respect for Maury. Honestly. (laughs) Make things that count. Now you're, now you're, now you're walking it back. No, it's not. Your slogan is less is Maury. No, because honestly, honestly, Tom, I can't be as big of a process hater as I am and not have love and respect for what Houston has done, what Milwaukee has done, what Utah has done, you know, without sullying and disgracing my Even though Hankies is protege? Right, right. But guess what? Like, the 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 credit that Hinky got for figuring out that losing games gets you high draft picks, right? He's like, yo, he's so smart. He knows how the lottery system works. It's like, yo, bro, Daryl Murray built a contender without doing any of that shit. It's amazing. Didn't debase himself. Um, but yeah, that's just my process, right? You know, I got every three weeks or so, I got <laughs> yo, and and I've said this before, the messed up thing about hating. You know, just love for some some pencil pushing management guy. Like I have to actively root for bad things to happen to the players. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's a cognitive distance to, there to satiate my my hate for the love that Hinky got for figuring out the tanking rules. I have to want to see like you know their players not work out in a way that would make them a more fun, entertaining, and better team. It's messed up, yo. It's conflicting, huh? it sort of reminds me about the whole player empowerment wave that there's this other thing that happens where the more the superstars are empowered the less their teammates are empowered and that's another that's another tension as we try to supposed to back uh, lebron and and chris paul or is it for the collective that's a great Uh, question tom i mean Ah. That's a fraught question. It's a tough question in 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 the system that we Wait, have. Didn't uh, didn't LeBron uh, resi- not resign, but did his term ended, right? So he's no longer on the executive. Get reelected. And, and and by the way, I wonder what to what degree do players understand that LeBron has gotten all of them paid? Like literally, that one dude has generated so much more interest in this fucking league that. All of y'all have gotten more money than you otherwise would have without him being Oz, around. I got a response. Get him paid in the playoffs. Uh, <laughs> that was the whole that was the whole Pablo Torre magazine feature on Tyler yeah. Johnson. Was uh Tyler Tyler crawling on the back of LeBron. Yeah. It's a fact though. It's a, and but in this that's not even to say that LeBron, like you know, I'm not mad at the system we have where LeBron doesn't get 125 million while he's playing with guys who make two, right? Because that that would breed a whole other problematic dynamic um within a team structure. You know what I'm saying? But the idea that this dude that that uh you know, they kowtow to LeBron, but it's just like, yo, just think about the interest that's generated by the game just what, from what, this guy being such a lightning rod, bro. What, what do we think of Kyrie lavishing praise on Doc Rivers? Lavishing, lavishing, lavishing. Showering? Or is showering. he showering or lavishing? I think it's both. I think it's both. I feel like players love Doc Rivers when they don't play for Doc Rivers. Yep. Good, good observation. It's yep. one of those. He's just one of those people that play because, like, he does the timeouts thing. But 
like the out of timeout plays, like people are suckers for that. Like if you if you run beautiful out of timeout plays, people think you're a genius. And he just has a way with words. Like he seems like the coolest motherfucker ever. Wait, like, gets Waz, Waz, did you just say Doc Rivers is so well spoken? He's so yeah, articulate. Yeah, I just did that. I call him eloquent. <laughs> I just call him articulate. He yes. gets he understands this very simple principle, which is that um media people again soft. So if you just compliment them and say their names, they go, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Ooh. They eat that shit off. Uh-huh. He always goes – he always goes – and I've said this before on the podcast, but he looks at you and he goes, that's a great question, Ethan. Yeah. And then the media member goes, oh, it is a good question. <laughs> he knows my name and he thinks I asked a good question. It's as if he's trying to have sex with you guys. Coach what? of the year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Wait, yeah, but if, yeah. I'm, if I'm reading the that's TV a good here, sex. Is Kyrie trying to get Doc Rivers to return to Boston? Oh. Oh. Oh, my. That's spice. <laughs> Aggregate what, would, what would Doc Rivers Tom, be doing with this team? Spicy, would, they be, would they be the four seed or the five seed? I don't think it, so. Like, he's not good at coaching stars. Doc? Yeah. I think Doc he did a pretty stars. good job he with just, his stars. Uh, really? How'd that work out with Blake and CP? I think it did okay in Boston. Nobody nobody now. It did well one year because KG and Ray Allen policed that whole thing. Like, like he's he's legitimately had one great coaching job with stars involved, and that was the year the Celtics won the title. Here's my rebuttal. Yeah, but they were also, like, kicking ass, and then KD messed up his knee. KG's knee. Yeah. yeah, they were they were kicking ass that season. My rebuttal is nobody's good at coaching stars anymore. They, they, this is the part of the player empowerment era. Anymore or there in goes general, protecting Steve like Kerr. just never. I think I think it's just there has to be a champion every single year. So I think we overrate coaching ability to ego manage. No, it just we we talk about it, but who's good at it? You know, Popovich can't do it. Um, I mean, let's like go down the line. Brad Coach Steve- Spo was pretty good at it. No, he wasn't. Ty <laughs> Ty I mean, Lue was pretty Rob good left. at it. LeBron left. Ty Lue, uh, who isn't in the league, is probably the guy we could yeah, say. Yeah, but LeBron didn't good. leave because of Coach Spo. He left because of Riley. Fair enough. Well, it, 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 there's a lot there. I think it's, I think the whole situation. It's not because of one person. I think the whole situation. Is, guys, if you want to talk? You want to talk about pla- pa- player empowerment? Um, I think that had as much to do with it as anything. These guys are so valuable that the coaches really can't tell them anything and they know how valuable they are. And I don't see any coaches who are able to actually effectively manage that situation unless they are coaching just a Tim Duncan type. It just seems to be the case that that superstar management is impossible now, generally speaking. I don't know. Some guys could certainly be worse at it. I just don't know if you could point at somebody and tell me that that guy is is great at it. Maybe Mike D'Antoni who couldn't do it with Carmelo. I, I don't know. Yeah, that's a great – I mean, you know, I've never thought about this shit because, like, at the end of the day, like you said, like, KD helps me win. Like, even if he's being a jerk, as long as he's doing the the other part, right, as long as he's still putting forth effort. I think that's the big problem for me with Luke Walton 
right? It's like, if you're not getting these guys to play hard all the time, and I get it, like, players should want to play hard on their own. But, like, to me as a coach, that's an indictment on you. Yeah, because if you're your team just doesn't try. I would would say this. He got them to play hard last year. I just don't think he's a good coach for a LeBron team. I don't think LeBron LeBron ever really gave him a shot. At least, look, I'm not around that situation. Um, So, but that's that, that kind of seems to be the interpretation that, he was DOA. And if you're DOA, if LeBron isn't really feeling you as a coach, then how are you going to coach? I, I just don't see it. Maybe are, are you saying that he should have somehow bridged that gap and that's what you get paid? All I the feel time? like that's I'm your saying, job. Yeah, I'm saying he never had a chance with the LeBron. It's team. just, like, it's just like I'm listening to Arnovitz the other day, right? And he's talking about GMing and he's like, yo, the, the main part of the job is selling your vision to your owner. If you can't explain to him why this good decision must happen, you're bad at GMing, right? It I'm doesn't just, matter if you say I have a meddlesome owner, this, this, that, and the third. It's your job to trick this guy, placate this guy, whatever it, is, whatever it takes to let him, uh, to make him allow you to make sound decisions. So as a coach, it's your job to get LeBron to think you know what the hell you're doing. I, I agree. Here's my question, though, then. On that, Daryl Morey couldn't convince the new owner in Houston to spend money on Trevor Reason these guys this past summer. Like, uh, like now, when Zach, it comes Zach, to spending money, Zach. it's what? not like they ducked the tax or anything this year, did a whole bunch of pl- moves to duck the tax this year. To uh, I'm, not saying, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying it's a luxury tax thing. I'm saying he, they specifically would not pay Trevor Reza. The, uh, the counter offer that they gave to Trevor Ariza was so low that Trevor Ariza is like, I'm out. Like, I'll go to Phoenix. Yeah, no, I was, I was, being, I was being sarcastic yeah, yeah. because they, the, at the deadline, like Daryl Morey's objective was save this dude some money. Duck like, get tax. under the luxury yeah, tax. Because that's the that, – and so my question then is if, if, that, if your job is to sell and that makes you a good GM, does that, does that account for a, an owner who's unwilling to spend more at this point? Yeah. Well, I also, I also think the other part of that was they were trying to they want to get out of the repeater tax for next year because they want to you know do stuff going forward. But yes, oh, because they're pretending sell- they're pretending that they can leak information to reporters to make it seem like they're in every single free agent conversation yeah, exactly. so that they can see more yeah. than they are. Yeah, exactly. So, but but by they, the way, uh, part of the job be able to sell them, right? Like- it is, yo, it is. He's real low, yo, Daryl. I give Daryl Morey a lot of shit. He's really good at getting media members to vouch for him. Like he is. That's part of the job. Selling his moves to the public. I count was in there. I count selling his musicals. Preemptively was. (laughs) Daryl, call me. (laughs) Daryl, call me. God. Waz's takes are for sale. (laughs) Waz's takes been for sale. I'm listening, man. Cheap. Varsity cheaper than y'all think. I'm cheaper than y'all think. Oh man! Oh man! you know, it, it, it was Luke's job to to, to um, figure out how to manage that. You know what I'm saying? God, they are in a. We, how have we not talked about them? God, they're in a bad spot. This is terrible. They are so terrible. The Ingram stuff is scary right now. Oh my god, that's 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 scary. No more. I, I felt I felt horrible because I was going to do the I, I should say that it's scary and I should say it's bad and it is all of those things. But I'm just instantly jumping to man. This puts the Lakers in a bad spot. I, I feel terrible. Right. But that it's is not even about the guy's health. But, you know, to, to, to be quite frank, if he has health issues, they can't move him. No, no, no Anthony Davis out done. 
Like done. it's it's, done. it's just it's not over. going to be a possibility if this guy is straight up. And by the way, he's played really good since the trade deadline. Like he's looked like a guy since the trade deadline. Did, so it's like, man, the load management for LeBron come before or after the Ingram news? Mm. Before. Well, the first oh. one was against the the second game against the Warriors. Yeah. 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 Um yeah, I think it, up in the studio. No, when the, when the Lakers said we're, when when it came out that uh, LeBron's minutes would be down. Yeah, and well, I think that was well, maybe happening. that was during the missed games. Maybe that was during the missed games, but maybe they knew like, oh, it's the blood clot, right? Yeah, because well, I'm wondering if like the yeah. organizational decision to like say, hey, we got to tank for this 2019 pick because we need to. I I hope it's not. You know, obviously with Bosch, it ended his career. I, I don't know enough about it other than that it's A, very scary, and B, the Lakers are not going to be able to acquire a superstar. And right. that's just how it is. Which, as They're, we've established, is Ethan's biggest concern here. If, 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 if people are being honest, they're they're pretending the one is their bigger concern when the other is their bigger concern. Right. I'm just, yeah, it's, it's a like, fact. That's a, that's yeah. a fact. That's, that's a just fact, yeah. the the idea that people wake up at night thinking about Brandon Ingram's actual health health and well being is bullshit. Come yeah. on, yeah, yeah. Everybody hopes he's okay. Everybody wants him to be okay. But the Lakers are this you know international brand that people invest a lot of time and energy. And here's the thing, Ethan. Too, um, it's hard for me to believe that LeBron is actually concerned with competing anymore. <laughs> like I, I don't think he's. I don't think it's his number one objective, right? Whereas, like with the Miami thing, it's like. No, like this is the best team that I could possibly be on in this moment right here. So I need to make this happen. The Laker thing just doesn't seem like a, a move. It never seemed like a move that was driven by. I absolutely have to squeeze every ounce out of my my the, the remainder remainder of my prime. It just doesn't. It never felt like that from the start. You know, just the idea that you would come here to play with Rajon Rondo and Michael Beasley, like. This just never seemed like the priority was how do we take down Golden State or whoever is going to be the best team in the NBA? So, I, and that's another thing, you know, I, I just don't think LeBron cares, man. It, like, so, so if you're the Lakers, like what do you it. even do this summer? Because you're probably not going to be able to get AD. You you can't trade LeBron like that. Let's that's just oh that's a, that whole it's Jeff Van Gundy rant turning into a conversation. Yes. I haven't looked at. Does he have any no trade? Call? I haven't. No, looked he doesn't. It. No, he doesn't. No, no trade. You got to trade him. It could be a trade with, you know, for an Anthony Davis, or I think they need to explore trading LeBron for getting as much as they can. What are you doing? Seriously. <laughs> no, seriously. I, what are you doing? No, the, you got to get on the right timeline. If I could, I'm going to say, if I could trade him for the Clippers into cap space, which would give me a better chance to get Durant or Kawhi Leonard, would I not do that? Okay, LeBron James is not getting traded. Okay, you got to put everything on the. No, table. you can't. No, you got to trade him. I mean, I'm sorry, you got to trade him. I, I don't. I I reject that premise. You got to trade him. If he's tradable, you got to trade him. They're not. What, no, but the what other? They're not going to. They're right, not they're going, not going to, to, but but yeah. they should. What, what other situation? What's their way out of this? I, Ethan, I I don't. Ethan, if you can make up a, another rumor about Kevin Durant, can you can you make one up that he thinks he thinks LeBron James should be traded this summer? <laughs> and that's the only way he'll go to the Lakers. I mean, I, I'm look. I don't was I don't think Jeff Van Gundy was talking crazy, right? If we just look at the situation logically, he's, he's, he's just talking. not realistic. 
He's talking it's as if idea, the NBA is a video game. If the NBA was a video game, yes, it would make logical sense. If this was just chess pieces on a board, logically, yes, it would make sense to be like, you know what? Let's quote unquote blow the whole thing up so we could draft a bunch of Brandon Ingram's, uh, Lonzo Balls, D'Angelo Russell's, uh, you know, Julius Randles again. Let's blow it up and do that again. I, I think I think what also what's playing into this right now is that the Jeff Van thing about that that idea. I think it's the like Van Gundys, the Van Gundys are like a spokesperson for management or I guess coaching, and coaching, so yeah. this is almost like blowback for LeBron's antics this year or his agency's antics, where it's like. Uh, I think he's defending Luke Walton in some weird way, the coaching profession that a star player has so much power in this league that it can torpedo two locker rooms and maybe even more. And this is what you get is you're going to be traded. You don't have all the power you think you do. I think that's where this is coming from. I know. I think he's being logical. I don't think that's a fair interpretation. I think this is a, LeBron is what? 30, 35. Is he 35 or 35 in December? Ethan, he'll be, would you he'll be 30? He'll be 35 in December. They don't have the assets to get the superstar anymore that they wanted to get. Um, maybe there's some sort of way out of this if you get creative, but I don't necessarily see it. And you don't necessarily have to do it against LeBron's will. Maybe you could come to him and say, look, you know, we can find a situation that works for you. You want to compete for a championship in Philadelphia. Maybe we can start. We, we can get something going. I, I don't know. It just seems like a dead end situation. Well, well- can we can we hit the pause button until the free agency is over this summer, Ethan? Yeah, because I doesn't think, this doesn't this kind of you know depend on that? Um, to a certain extent, yeah. Like I said, there might be. I don't know. I I I, I it's hard for me to foresee all the the cat machinations and who's available and whatnot. I just. Don't think that's a crazy or spiteful idea, given the way the Lakers are stuck now, given the way um, they're stuck. Can I offer? They're not going scenario? to do it. I agree that they're not going to do it, but I'm just saying it's it's a logical thing to at least explore is all I'm saying. I have a trade idea for LeBron. If I'm the Lakers, I don't go try to go get another superstar. I go try to get more young assets, more young yep. players. I would trade LeBron to Chicago. For all their young assets. That way LeBron can come to our live show May 18th. Oh! At Hall. Oh! Tickets are available, LeBron. Oh. 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 Hey, he's not going to be doing anything in May anyway. You're not doing shit. You don't make the playoffs. (laughs) You got all this time out. Come on now. Come my, to the live my, show. Get yourself about, traded to the my Bulls. Thing about trading get, LeBron is get just yourself, like, uh, Get yourself a Portillo's and swing on by. My thing about trading LeBron is that this is still better than what, like, it's still better than whatever Orlando's been doing for the last 10 years. Sure. That, like, that's that's my whole thing about trade. It's like, that's what we're trading for? To do that again? Like, to do that, like, what, what, what's the point of this then, right? And, it, and, and like, st- LeBron is still at a point where it's like, yes, I know we're judging it against AD versus, say, Jimmy Butler. Big drop off, right? <laughs> Big drop, but that's still a team that's good. Like LeBron's not to the point where him and God, Jimmy it would be so funny to come to Rich Paul and say, "Hey, don't worry, buddy. Your prayers are answered. <laughs> don't don't, don't worry. In LA. We're getting yeah. AD to LA. One small but catch. One little <laughs> twist here that you know just, it's a salary cap issue that we can only match up this way. Uh, I wonder." I wonder how Magic Johnson feels about Colin Sexton. 
Oh, oh, oh no. <laughs> hey, hey, Magic, Miss Jordan Clarkson at all? Well, I, mean, I got the move for you. He's hey. a gamer. It's funny to me when I hear Laker fans say, man, you know, we can just get this person running the operation and Magic can be a figurehead. Magic Johnson does not see himself that way. As long as Magic uh, Johnson is in that building, he is going to have his hands on the power. That's how, that's how it's going to be. So good luck with that, Laker fans. It seems like a, an interesting situation. Um, it's too bad. Such a condescending good luck with that, Laker fans. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want them to be better. I want the yeah, Lakers. Too. L.A. is a nice city. Yes. We it's, all want uh, more the, excuses to be there, right? It's the capital yeah. of the NBA. It, it is the, the real capital of the NBA. It's where the agents live. And, you know, it's it's uh, in LeBron's case where the player agents live. So it's uh, it's it's where the action is. It's just too bad. Thank God for the Clippers making things uh, making things exciting. Who's, who's ever said that? Thank God for the Clippers. Thank God for the Clippers. If that's the first round series, I'll be saying that I get to go to L.A. Oh, oh yeah. Woo. Let's go, Ethan. Oh. <laughs> Korean barbecue every night, baby. Oh. Bruce <laughs> San Antonio? Jeez, Tom. Yeah, I'll be saying that. Oh, Lord. oh don't tell me. Dave. <laughs> Dave. Ouch. How can you Ouch. how can you besmirch the river walk that way, Ethan? How how could you? Yeah, I had a I had a gummy bear flavored <laughs> shot of alcohol on the river walk one time. Yeah, I, I like the river walk. I like no, a margarita. No, you don't. I like Mexico. Yeah. I don't like the river walk. Nobody I, likes the river walk. I, I, yeah. I There's like tilapia that, in that water. That, that arena is very far from That's down. That's the only thing in that water, Dave. That's right. <laughs> There's a whole lot of tuberculosis in that water. There's like a, I don't know. There's like a TJF Fridays in the water. There. And the other day there was a guy like standing outside there fishing in the canal. It was, it was very interesting. Where they get their they're catch of the day? I have no idea. I'm, wow. not, I'm not touching it. So. Look, 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 look. I the arena's like, nowhere close to downtown. And that's, oh, that's a trek, man. Mm-hmm. So you have to take connecting flights to get there. Then the arena isn't close to downtown. And also the arena is just – it's almost surrounded by fencing, and you get trapped there, I've found. Yes, it, it's it hard to get out. Like Honestly, and I know they have the trip every year, it looks like an arena that was set up for rodeos. That's what <laughs> it's it happens to house basketball. Yeah. The, the parking down there is terrible. There is a really great uh, soul food restaurant called Miss Kitchen right mm-hmm. down the street from there that I like to hit before games. But that's right. it. That's the only and, good and thing about that area. About the bats. You've got to contend with the bats once you're in there. Look, it's no slight against San, San Antonio. Every, every highway like uh, underpass is full of bats right now. It's wild. Kind of cool. I'm kind of into that a little bit. I, I, we don't have any bats out here, as far as I know. Yeah, I don't want to get well actually on that, but as far as I know, <laughs> someone yeah, someone will let you know if there are bats. Well, actually, there's the North American California kiss or whatever. Look, <laughs> I, got, I got to go. I'm gonna give a. I'm gonna be recording a podcast tonight that I want to give a plug plug to. Uh, we're doing a topic with uh, my wife and I, my wife and me. I can never remember the grammar. Great, great show last week, by the way. Thank you, thank you. So. She suggested, because we were talking about superstar angst, that this Giannis guy she hears about is happy. So we watched the uh, the Finding Giannis documentary and are going to watch a Bucks game, and she's going to take notes. And that is the podcast episode. It's going to be the Greek Freak and the Milwaukee Bucks. We're going to see. We're going to see what the results are. You so. have to show. Giannis show is only his- happy because he's because he's an immigrant. 
Yeah. <laughs> As somebody with immigrant parents, you, gotta, you know, learning about smoothies and all of that, he loves America. He's like, this is great. I don't know you, what these guys are complaining about. You have to show her his Twitter feed. Oh, yeah? It's fantastic. Uh, in particular, the smoothie tweet, but okay. also the uh, the little bell he got for Christmas. Or Yeah. <laughs> see what bell. she says about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. See you know, well, as in context of the happiness, I, I don't think I've watched an NBA game with Allie in probably years. So I'm just curious what notes are going to be taken and what she sees. I'm very, I'm very keen on uh, what she takes away from a league pass, non-Warriors game. So I'm excited about, about how much tune in to the next play. House of Strauss Warriors Wednesday mm-hmm. episode. With yeah, Alex. well, we haven't booked Warriors Wednesday yet. We've got to book Warriors Wednesday. We've got to figure out what the hell we're going to be. Uh, I was thinking about having LaRue on, but I don't know if I want to throw Danny in that situation of defending himself. I don't know. That's exactly uh, what you should do. Yeah. You just want the mob to kill him? No, you got you to gotta ride that momentum, baby. It's a tricky one for me when I agree with him, but I also don't, you know, like it's, it's a tricky one. It's a tricky one. <laughs> Oh, you don't want to own. You don't want to own the take. Exactly. <laughs> can, I, can I ask you a question about poisoning somebody? Oh, sure. How do, how knows. long would it take to know that you've been poisoned? Depends. It depends. depends on, yeah. Have like, you watched Game of Thrones? Thrones? Speaking of Giannis, that's true. Okay. Um. Cause, so I had a, a a friend of mine while I was doing radio this morning drop off an iced coffee uh-huh. uh, at my doorstep, not to disturb. Like little knock on the door. I went and opened it, iced coffee on the ground, nice little note, right? Um, which was a great gesture, unless this person is trying to poison me, mm. and then I'm wondering how long I have. I started uh, drinking this about two hours ago. You're fine. Depends on what they use, right? Yeah, it depends. It depends. Yeah, I think you're good. If you're not feeling any effects by now, I, I like how it happens in the movies and TV where it's so sudden, where it's so, somebody's going like, yeah, so I'm just, I'm so happy. I think we should watch a movie. Oh my God. And then, oh yes. If, if this person was Russian, it would, you know, probably be a couple days. Go get a Geiger counter this person, just to make sure. This person may in theory be Persian. I don't know if that changes your mind. <laughs> they are. I mean, Iran and Russia are allies. So yeah. I think you, no. you, you, you go get, get a Geiger counter just to be safe. All right. I like yeah, that. Yeah. Zach, you're, you're yeah, asking you know, this question. Is this here. poisonous? And as you're taking a drink of it, like it's just, it's soothing. What's have we had a high profile poisoning in, uh, since there was Litvinenko with the Russians, but like non-Russian division, if we had a high profile one, I feel uh, like that's, I feel it's very overrepresented in TV and the movies where 10% of people getting killed or getting poisoned versus real life where it's one out of, I don't know, a billion. How does we all grow up on Looney Tunes? So usually horrible. somebody's wife would poison them, right? Like that's, mm. Yeah. That was the old Winston Churchill where she goes, if I was your wife, I'd poison your coffee. And he goes, if I was your husband, I'd drink it. It was uh, <laughs> oh, Hey, oh, all right. That's a wrap. There's a story from last year. Wife says he fell down the stairs. Police say he was poisoned. Oh, there you go. It's a staircase part two. Yeah. All right. Well, that's that's the show. Thanks, yes. everybody. Thanks uh, for watching. Just me and Waz left uh, for get Zach. The, get the Chicago tickets. That's right. For for Zach and Jade and Ethan and Tom, Waz and me. 
Yes, take it easy. Down. <laughs> if it please your grace, Lady Sansa is no. very tired. <coughs> no, you'll wait here. <coughs> <I'm> <coughs> your grace. <coughs> it's nothing. <coughs> uh, he's choking! I'm the poor boy! <coughs> <coughs> 